It's time for building the game. Building the game with Jason and friends. Tabletop game design. The the end of the episode that's when it technically ends hello and welcome to building the game a documentary podcast today is monday january 25th you're listening to episode 452 as always i am your host jason here hanging out today with a couple game designers uh and that is gray dietrich and tanner simmons how are you two gentlemen doing i'm doing all right not too shabby not too shabby awesome it's great to have you show great to meet you tanner yeah, likewise you are our new guest on the show, Gray, has been here more times than I can count, I feel like. <laughs> Though I bet if I asked Gray, he'd know what that number was. Uh, but I forget after about three. So <laughs> <laughs> I know Gray's been here many times. He used my voice as like the intro slash outro for a while. So, it's true. <laughs> it, you know, makes that, that additional a little more difficult. Well, if you can learn... To sing like our intro now or in some other manner like that, you're welcome to uh, to make us a new intro outro. But now it's all musicals. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> what are you talking about? Gray has the voice of an angel. He does. He really does. A, a nice baritone angel. <laughs> I, I don't know where all this praise is coming from, really. <laughs> <laughs> so but it is great to have both you here and uh how, how have you two been doing uh you're both members of grubs uh the grand rapids uh, uh game design group and uh just just hot off a playtest night i know you came from a playtest night to hang out with me which i appreciate so how's it how's it been going um we're we're still alive as you can see <laughs> on zoom um mostly the the the, the various uh, sad things uh, have not taken us yet. Um, but uh, not to be a total downer, uh, things are going pretty good. <laughs> I just want to be clear. You're, how are things going, Gray? And basically to sum up, you said, well, we're not dead, but not to be a total downer. <laughs> let me talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> so when I... I when I try and bring a level of honesty, somehow it just ends up being sad. So that's okay. There's a lot of that going around right now. That is fair. So, um, but as we record this, um, uh, inauguration day was yesterday. Not to it was dive here. too deep in politics, but uh, yesterday was a very happy day for me. <laughs> he as well. I, I was a little sad because you know my mom had messaged me and said, "Hey, you're gonna." I have a. a eight and a six year old. And, and my mom was like, you know, they've been really into the whole election thing and stuff. And she said, you can have them watch the inauguration. And I said, no, I'm not because I'm so afraid that something awful is going to happen because that's just how things have been. Uh, and so we're having to go back and have them watch some recordings of it. Uh, but I was honestly a little concerned to have them watch it live. Cause like they would have not recovered from that. They've been so invested in this process and, you know, following it along, even the special election in Georgia, because we happened to be there the day before the election. So like, Oof. Um, Yikes. yeah, so they were really involved and uh, yeah, they'd have been sad. Obviously. I mean, that was an <laughs> understatement. They would have been devastated as would have America. But anyways, yeah. So it's just sad that I was afraid to have my kids watch that for reasons like that. No, and uh, I think that's just kind of the state of things. Um, and yeah, just not to get too much into it, but I, I'll mirror Gray in, in the sense that, uh, yeah, like things 
things have not been the best on a global scale. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say, you know, like things are still hanging in there. Uh, personally, I've been doing pretty well. And uh, Gray seems to be holding up every week when I come to see him. So <laughs> that is good. Not, not physically because of the, right, the right. pandemic yes. and all. But you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I it's funny because we feel the need to like say that like, Oh, I was hanging out with this person. I mean, not actually like it was just, it was okay. It was over, it was over video. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Well, this was, this was, this was great. This was real happy podcasting. Everybody just uplifting <laughs> notes. Uh, Ooh. but no, you know, every, everyone I have on, uh, they've all got their like, this is going well. And this, you know, uh, kind of sucks. Uh, but we're getting through. Well, Tonight, uh, we've got some interesting stuff going on here. You might be wondering, like, why are Gray and Tanner here? What are you going to talk about? Um, I'm slightly wondering that, too, which is pretty normal. But no, <laughs> uh, Gray is going to talk about our topic. But we're going to do something a little special tonight that I'm pretty excited about. Um, we are going to roll our topic and our pitch into one big old smorgasbord of, of game design fun. Um, because Gray and Tanner have been working on something pretty cool, and they're going to talk to us about it. And uh, I am always up for having people on the show, new people and old people, not an age thing, Gray, though. I don't actually know if you're older than me or not. Um, I just kind of assume because of the bald head you are. Is that is that I don't know. <laughs> I'm I am 42 and a half. Oh, oh, I am 41 and a half, man. We are we are close. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope you never catch up to me. <laughs> yeah, right. Ah, uh, so uh, yeah, so we're... Tanner's such a young pup. Like... <laughs> he looks like it. He looks like it. Just yes, a little, we'll... little baby, twenty-seven-year-old. We, were... we were joking before. Uh, you couldn't actually hear us, Tanner, but because we're having some audio issues before we started recording, we were joking uh, that our hair is like the three stages of life here. Like you, Tanner, have like the rockin' longer hair. That's this very gorgeous <laughs> mane of hair. Uh, myself, I have like the short, like I could, you know, go work in an office hair and then Gray doesn't have any hair. So like, you know, we're just these, like, we got Larry Moe and Curly going on. <laughs> we do. We do. Um, <laughs> in Gray, if anybody's like, what does Gray Dietrich look like? I suggest you check out uh, season four of Breaking Bad. Um, and you'll know exactly what Gray looks like. He looks like Walter White about that time. Season five, he grows out the beard and the hair. So it's a little harder, but you know. Yeah, I am the one who knocks, so. (laughs) And I am the Uh. one who locks. Oh, 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 man. Okay, well, that's been a good podcast. Wow, wow. Can't stop that. (laughs) Well, where do we go from here? Nowhere but up, I'm sure. So, all right. So, yeah, let's, uh, Gray, I'm going to let you introduce this topic and everything because I know you have a a very hyper specific way you want to cover it. I'm joking. No, I just want you to be able to kind of guide us on this on this path that you want to go through here. Okay. Well, um, yep. Uh I am, just to kick things off, I am the ostensible leader slash founder of uh the uh Grubs group, uh the Grand Rapids Unpublished Board Game Society very pretentious name that um, great. just came from a brainstorming session of what acronym do we make and how do we fit in GR for Grand Rapids somewhere in a word, um, which pretty much just narrows it down to words that start with GR. Um, but Grubs was founded 
a bunch of years ago. Um, it's uh, been mostly just uh, Grand Rapids specific people. Um, since um, we built out a little bit more of an online presence, um, mm-hmm. we've roped in some people like Tanner, who uh, you're on the east side of Michigan, correct? Uh, yep, in the Oak Park uh, area. Okay. Like Detroitish outer outer lying area. Um and yeah, you Jason, you're down in Kazu. You've you've yep. popped in a couple times. Um I have. Yeah, and your Discord, huge plug for your Discord. It's great. You have a lot going on in there. So um so yeah, we've been accreting like uh, a few more people. Um, but mostly it's just an ex- an extension of who we'd meet up with um in 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 real life um before you know the awful pandemic hit we were meeting like every other week at a uh our friendly flgs but pandemic hits and we're like okay we're gonna meet every week and we're gonna do it online um so since we're meeting online every week um and the pandemic kept dragging on i had the harebrained idea to start a group project together. This comes on the heels of um, a little while after um, Beavers Be Damned wrapped up. That's the the building the game uh, podcast personality uh, uh, co-design that we all made together. Um. And uh, a couple podcasts um, with you, Jason, talking about uh, like co-designing with other other people, co-designings you've done, or like other people talk about co-designs. Um, so yeah, I had the crazy idea to okay, the Grubs Group, let's let's do a co-design together. Okay, everyone's on board. All right, what are we gonna make? Uh, I don't know. I have I have no prompts for it at all, <laughs> which is the the complete tabula rasa, like just blank page is awful to start the worst brainstorming off of. So uh, eventually we said, OK, well, the name of the group is Grubs. Let's make a game about Grubs somehow, like the actual the actual creature. Um, Did you call it Grubs Be Grounded? No. N- no. <laughs> well, there's there's still time. There's still time. We can change. Actually, this. it would have to be Grubs Get Grounded. That would actually be uh, <laughs> the three G's in there. Um. So the um, we eventually started working out, and I guess this kind of rolls into a little bit of the pitch. Um, is we have a game called Grubs, where you start the game as uh, adorable little grubs. Uh, each player is an individual grub, like just trying to survive and grow up to become a beetle. Um, all along the way, you are eating a bunch of food. So grubs, you're eating a bunch of grub. Um And you're going to turn that food into traits. Uh, Real-life grubs, uh, they start off as these squishy little things uh, like uh, people are familiar with butterflies. Um, They'll start off as caterpillars. 
they'll eat neat 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 especially if you've seen the bug's life um you know heimlich very well um uh but then they uh go into a little cocoon and then come out as their full-grown adult um that is what you do in our game as well um you cash out all the food that you've eaten as a grub um into a variety of trait cards uh once you've accrued enough traits um you pupate and you become an adult and now all those trait cards the abilities on them are active and now you get to keep playing the Mm -hmm. game uh eating more food and further uh adapting yourself to your environment um and you are competing with other people hoping to be the best beetle you can be uh the tagline be all you can beetle is my most <laughs> significant contribution to the project. Um, <sighs> so the um, what you do on your turn is you're either doing uh, one of two things. You are either walking around a kind of circular track of um, uh, an abstract of the world is basically like four different types of habitats or biomes. Uh, Mm -hmm. You step through that. And then on either side of each space is a food card. Um, Wherever you land, you collect um, each, uh, each of the two cards that are bordering your space. Um, The foods come in six different varieties there's green leafy plant matter, there's uh, wood matter, and then there's various proteins, funguses, and uh, other bugs and carrion. Um, so you collect a variety of these types of foods um, as, you, as you walk around. Um, the other type of turn that you could take is um, the actual an actual growth turn, where you cash out those cards to... Um, add traits to yourself or um, adapt yourself to the various environments, um, those, those habitat spaces. Because each of the trait cards, um, when you grow up and become an adult, you'll have like a small tableau of trait cards. Um, and each of them has a, a type of habitat associated with it. Um, like say one sort of trait uh, might be associated with wetlands. Um, that trait is only active if you are standing on a wetland space, your little pawn as it goes around this loop. Um, once you're an adult, you don't add more traits to your tableau. Um, uh, because an actual adult beetle, it's not going to suddenly grow like, you know, red new horns or new wings or something <laughs> after it's an adult. Unfortunately. Um, uh, but in the game, what you can do is start tucking cards so that the, um, the, the habitat symbol that is on uh, like a new card you add to your tableau, like tucks under an existing trait. Now that trait can be used mm. in multiple habitats. So now oh, nice. that trait, it can be used in the wetlands and now it can be used in the forests. Uh, so that's how you improve yourself while you're an adult. All of this is in service of uh, trying to be the best beetle as you play the game. Um, these goal cards come out. 
uh, the goals ask you to do various types of set collection with your food cards or with your mm-hmm. trait cards. Um, and the first person to basically complete five goals is the winner of the game. So that is uh, the, the gist of the game. Uh, there's also an abstract predator that is kind of out and about. Um, as, as people eat the food, um, the little spaces, um, as people pick up the food cards, they refill from a common deck, and there are token cards in that deck. If you ever played the game Gubs or, yeah. or mm-hmm. something else, you know, basically um, what Gubs is, is that the game end, I think the game end, uh, is triggered if you pull out the cards G, U, B, and S out of that deck. Yeah. Yep, um, yep. So basically what we going on have going on is these generic tokens that saying like a predator is lurking. Um, oh, okay. As soon as three of those cards have come out, like a predator event triggers and it's mm-hmm. thematically a certain type of animal that's attacking um, all of the uh, beetles that are in a certain habitat, like say, and you'll right. know ahead of time what predators coming up. But let's say, you know, this uh, this woodpecker is going to attack forests. So that kind of shakes up where you want to go, you know, what habitats you want to land on. Mm-hmm. Um, you're incentivized to go to specific habitats because of what your traits are and what food are associated with that space. Right, uh, right. But then the predators kind of shake that up and... Um, you know, maybe make you not want to go there until that predator goes away. As soon as mm-hmm. a predator card triggers, like a new predator is queued up and you start counting those predator token cards again. Right, right. So that's a long-winded pitch. Uh, that is not the concise two-minute version that I should be getting to uh, to hook people <laughs> or to uh, put in a Kickstarter video, but... It'd be a short damn podcast if you had a two minute pitch and that was it. So, uh, so that is the game that we've been working on, and it took us quite. It took us several months to get it to that point. Like I said, we started off with a blank slate of right, and that we we had no mechanism, no. I had a general mandate of like, I'm going to be the one actually working to get this produced. I don't Mm -hmm. want a huge complicated set of components. So it's a medium to small box game and mostly cards, but that's still a wide open. That is. How many, how many designers do you have working on it? Um, we have uh, pretty much everyone that's a regular to our meetings has had a hand in it. So oh, I wow. think that totals like nine or 10 people. It's, it's still up in the air. Like I'm trying to collate, like who is listed as designer? How complicated is that right. BGG entry going to be versus <laughs> how many are credited in the rule book as, you know, extra special thanks or whatnot 
that's mm-hmm. that's still up in the air. But I think I got nine right. names that have contributed significant aspects to the development of it. And I'd argue there's about five of us that have hammered it very consistently. Um, mm-hmm. So it's had a lot of input from a lot of people. And there are pros to that in that we can generate lots of cool ideas. There's cons to that in that that's a lot of different ideas to try and juggle into one design. Right. Um, right. just these six well, then, of us working on beavers be damned was, was it, say, was, yeah. it was hard to keep us all coordinated and keep us on the same page it I wasn't think, we we broke off in teams quite a bit i think for different pieces of it you know yeah and there was there was a couple of us that we were designing the design of beavers be damned kind of happened around the holidays and a couple of mm-hmm. us just simply dropped off during right. that time when most yep. of the design work happened, I think it benefited a little bit. Um, and we weren't um, even starting with a blank slate, right? I mean, that was one of the benefits was, you know, it was pretty quickly on where people were like, what about this game from the past or this or this, you know? And then once somebody said Beavers Be Damned, that was where we focused our efforts. So, right. Yeah. That blank slate makes it a lot harder. And then those, that's, you can spend a lot of time trying to figure out what you want to do um yeah when there's nothing to start from <laughs> we're gonna make a game it's gonna be small with cards go <laughs> see at tanner here uh since i've been talking a whole bunch i'll give myself a break <laughs> a second and let uh tanner take over um he's he's one of those um those regulars that have been showing up a lot um, looking at the game. So I was going to hope uh, so. Otherwise it's awkward if he's not like one of the designers, it's like, <laughs> I just wandered I in Tanner's one day. Make the cut? <laughs> <laughs> he likes to watch now Tanner. Um, yeah. Why don't you uh, uh, give us a few words about what your experience has been like uh, helping work on this? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, like uh, as Gray had mentioned, um, you know, this is a project that a lot of the regulars in the group have been working on collectively. Um, we've had a lot of people pop in who don't show up regularly, but still, you know, want to contribute. They've popped in and been able to, you know, give us some really interesting ideas mm-hmm. um, and some really fun developments have come out of that. Um, but yeah, I would say probably about yeah five of us um, are, are probably the ones that are uh, coming back collectively pretty much every week. Um, contributing and even in a small way, even if it's just doing a quick one run through, making sure things are tight or as tight as they can be. Um, and, um, no, it's, as far as like my experience in the group, I'll, I'll speak to that a little bit. Um, I, so the grubs group has been around for quite a few years. Um, but, um, I actually did not join it until earlier this year, like pretty much at the start of the pandemic, like back in March or April. Um, and, um, no, it's been a really fantastic opportunity just for someone who comes from an art background um, who only recently in the past several years has started designing games of my own. Um, it's been it's been super helpful to get uh, insight from from these guys who have been around the block a lot longer than I have, um, but also being able to contribute my tool set, um, you know, in a group project, especially that was really fun to have that opportunity. Um, so it's yeah, it was it's a little difficult to talk about the um, like the full scope of my experience on the game as far as like the art goes, just because we've the the 
the lion's share of the design work so far has just been nailing down the mechanics. Um, right, right. Things like that. Yep. And, uh, you know, talking about well, the whole time, of course, me thinking about, you know, okay, what is this going to look like in a final product if we go this direction right, right. from a mechanic standpoint? Um, so it's good to still be there, but yeah, the, as far as the actual amount of art that's been done so far, it's been pretty minimal, but, um, mm -hmm. but no, the, um, the design, uh, or sorry, the discussion around the design, um, for me has always been, you know, revolved around that, that end game idea of, okay, yeah, like if we go this direction, um, you know, which of these elements are going to need to be most important. Um, and as far as like how, like Gray mentioned the hero illustration, even for the, the box art. It's like, okay, well, you know, once we've nailed down those mechanics, like what is the right way to display, you know, these little beetles wandering around, you know, should it be more of a general right. thing? Should it be more yeah. tied to the mechanics? So it, it sells the idea more immediately of how it plays. Um, you know, there are lots of things to consider from that angle. So, um, but yeah, I've been, been really grateful to have um, the designers that we've had on it consistently. Um, and even the guys um, that have popped in occasionally just to throw in mm -hmm. some some input and some wisdom it's been it's been a really great project so far i've had a, a great deal of fun hashing it out with gray and the others so um yeah awesome two grub fingers way up so is it be, um has this been something that you're have you been playtesting like in tts with it yes mm -hmm. um i've been the ringleader of um you know, I, I've been the one who's been updating all the TTS assets and kind of managing a lot of the stuff um, and prepping the the virtual table to bring to the group every week and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, kind of running it for everyone else to play around in. Um, and then I get a huge pile of notes from all these co-designers and then I've been the one like synthesizing it off the screen. Mm -hmm. um uh something um something i need to do a better job on and this is probably going to start rolling into uh the other half of this conversation uh something i need to do a better on job doing is delegating work to other people um and I'm fine with other people doing the work. Mm -hmm. yep. um, but as the ringleader, I need to be the one to kind of organize who's doing what and setting up the tools for right. people to uh, jump in on and be able to play in the shared spreadsheets and documents. And um, when I update uh tts assets like there's ways for me to share that around so other people could push it on their own time if they want um mm -hmm. i haven't gotten on top of that like like i should um and uh i'm when i first started the project in august uh mm -hmm. last year uh, I had the ambitious target of um, each year Kickstarter uh, does a promotion called Make 100. Yep. Uh, and what that's about sure? is it's to try and encourage January's kind of a slump for uh, starting Kickstarter projects. 
Um, so they have this thing that they do in January uh, to try and get new people into onto the platform by just start a project where you um, where you state you're going to make a hundred of something. Yep. Yep. Um, and you just, you make whatever you want and just tag your project with make 100. Uh, and then Kickstarter does like some automatic pr- promotion and uh, yep. front paging of like whatever's on that. So my ambitious goal was to have a game put together well enough that, um, it that we could get it done within the five five and a half months done enough that we could put it up on kickstarter right right um and i expected that we'd have to roll on like a couple more months afterwards like finishing play testing Mm -hmm. finishing art um and then the goal was just to have it bulk order fulfilled through the game crafter like only sense. making a hundred yeah. copies of something like yeah. I'm not taking it to a long form printer. No, um, that, that's not worthwhile though. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I could go ahead and print a thousand copies of something, but, um, <laughs> but you're only selling a hundred. That's the deal. We'll sell a hundred yeah. printing a thousand. And you can sell more of something during a make a hundred campaign right, right, on right. Kickstarter. But, um, I was, I was not interested in fulfilling something more. Um, and that's fair. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to know scale wise what you want to do. And one of the things that I, I just want to comment on that you mentioned, you know, being the ringleader and trying to share work with the other designers, it can be difficult in, in but I, I, so two things on that one, yes, you need to be better about sharing more work. Right. I mean, that's just like, that's the point you're working together. You have to be able to share the load and it's important that you're able to do that. But two, one of the good things about having reservations about that is I've worked with other designers to where they've been like, okay, so I'm like, they're like, the game needs to have this, this, and this happen. And I think we could just do it this way. That should be fine. And then they say like, okay, um, you know, who, who wants to work on what? And they're like, Jason, can you do this, this one thing? And I'm like, no, like, I don't, I don't, I don't have my head around that at all. Like, I just, I, you know what I mean? Like. Um, and you know, and sometimes they don't ask, they're just like, Hey, this is what I need you to work on. Right. Um, and then you, you can't because you're like, I don't know how to do that part. That's not so, so having that hesitation, I think is good. Um, I don't see you as the type that would dole out work that people would be like, you know, um, what is gray even giving me? Like, I don't understand how to do this. Like, I, I don't peg you as that type of person, gray. I think you would know what you were giving people. Um, but it can be it can be tough, you know. I mean, even on Beavers Be Damned, like when we worked on that, like we were very specific in how we asked certain people to work on certain parts, or people just volunteered and said, "I'll do this," right? Because just saying, like you know, hey, um, hey, VC, you you were looking at this, but can you just work on this completely different thing now? Like, good luck, you know. Um, that that's yeah, so. So I think having some hesitation there is not a bad thing. Um, that's my thought on that. Um, I actually would, yeah, I'll, I'll piggyback off of Jason a little bit and just add prop Gray up a little bit here just because, yeah, Gray, I mean, 
I understand what you're saying when you say like, oh, I should be doing a better job of managing and things like that. But um, I mean, as far as tasks being doled out goes, I think like you've done a good job still of, you know, making sure people are engaged during the play tests, um, you know, when we have them every week and, you know, making sure like there was a moment where um, when we were getting finalized towards the end of the design, as far as mechanics goes, Gray went through all of the trait cards that he had mentioned um, in the deck. He set out a copy of each of the deck for each person at the table and said, all right, we're going to sit here for like half an hour and we're each going to go through one card at a time. We're going to, you know, we're going to take two cards at a time. You're going to look at one and look at the other and say, okay, which one am I keeping? Which one am I discarding? And why am I making that decision? And we're just taking notes. Um, and like, even that's really good. Like yeah. That's, that's really, that's, that is a really good way and efficient way to use everyone's brains at a table like that. That's really good. Absolutely. Yeah. And even just small things like that, like it's, um, you know, in gray, you know, you're doing a lot of the managerial stuff of, and even, you know, the design, a lot of the design work was on your back as well, taking the feedback each week, um, you know, synthesizing that, um, you know, allowing it to pupate, as you might say, into a fully fledged <laughs> design. Um, but no, I think, uh, yeah, I think you should give yourself a little more credit, honestly. I think it's um, what what we've been doing, even in the span, you know, from August to now, you know, it may seem like, oh, you know, we didn't hit that January deadline for Make 100. But um, I still think the fact that we've synthesized a game that is that is playable and actually fun in its current state um in in that short of a period of time is still super impressive um considering how many especially hands with are that many pot. designers yeah exactly with that many uh pokers in the fire it's it's yeah I, I was expecting it to be much more messy than it ended up being so um no i i would give yourself a pat on the back for sure <laughs> all right well thank you for that um but yeah um we we didn't make the you know, self-imposed arbitrary goal of um, hitting that uh, uh, that make 100 deadline. Um, there's the the gameplay is fairly much set. Like we're now down to balancing mm -hmm. costs and just uh, card counts and tweaking abilities. Um, but yeah, the. Uh, uh, None of the graphic design has been done. There is there is not a rule book yet. Um, there are uh, there are player aids um, that like list out all the rules, and you know I have all the nuances of rules in my head uh, when I'm proctoring a playtest almost every week. Um, but like the rule book needs to be written. Um, and that also means that, Hey, no one's blind play tested this yet. So right. <laughs> I think, um, yeah. And no art has been done yet because, um, again, as kind of ringleader of this, like I hadn't gotten that organized, but also when when card counts are still kind of in flux a little bit, it's like, how do you start? Uh, it's hard to get the urge to dive into actually saying we're going to make we're going to start the art now when, you know, some things are still up in the air. Um, right, right. And like Tanner said, doing the hero art, like the big 
splashy box front. Uh, if we're still tweaking like how the game feels, like that should inform the box yeah. art because the yeah. box art is what tells people how the game feels. Mm -hmm. um, so all that was behind. It's like without without art, Kickstarters need art. <laughs> Like well, when that's Kickstarter first launched, you could yeah. get by with just some text. You could. And maybe what you drew on a napkin. Um, <laughs> but no, the, the, the bar is set a lot higher now. So um, uh, a couple weeks ago, I had to sit down with everybody and was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to not launch this in January. And here's why. And everyone was like, yeah, that makes that makes a bunch of sense. <laughs> um, so to be determined when we launch it, but um, I've started. Hmm. Part of my journey on this is trying to be like a ringleader for something. Um, all of my other game design, other than like a Western gang have like been... a cowboy gang. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all my other designs have been, I've just done it myself at my own pace and without deadlines, really. Um, or uh, the only other like group thing I've done is Beavers Be Damned, and I kind of mm -hmm. took a back seat to most of that um, until uh, you guys were pretty much done and graphic design needed to happen. Uh, that's where I kind of you took the lead on that. You crushed the graphic design, though. <laughs> crushed well, it. Um, so part of my journey on this is kind of practicing uh, being, being a leader, being a, a task manager, and um, learning. Recently, I am learning what I need to learn to do. Um. So I'm now in the process of like trying to sketch out like an actual timeline with actual like goals mm -hmm. and benchmarks that I need to meet along the way. Uh, you, Jason, talked a little bit in the, the, the last episode uh, with Jamie about um, you need to set like little benchmarks and break things out into like uh, smaller bite-sized chunks um, on a big project. Yes. Yeah. Um, For sure. So, like, I'm I'm nailing that down um, and trying to finalize, like, you know, like the shared documents and stuff. Like, I need to organize those so that other people know what's going on in this ridiculous spreadsheet, um, <laughs> and, so that they can contribute directly to all the back end stuff. And right, right. They could. They could do stuff without me having to be there. Um, that's and that's really that is really difficult with a project like this. I mean, even when you're talking about um, projects in in business, right? Like when you look at a company that that handles project, you know, it's handling a new project. When there's not clear defined roles. Like if, you know, when it's like, okay, this is our fifth IT project we've done. There are these five people that do it. Uh, they all know their they all know their role. They all stay on their lane. They work together when they need to, and we get it done, right? But when that's not defined, which with game design it's rarely defined, especially with a large group like this, um, 
you know, it, it makes it a lot harder for people to work on their own and for for you to be able to, and I, I, I use the word trust, but not in like the normal way, for you to be able to trust that they can do it on their own because you don't, it's not because you don't trust them to do the work. It's because you don't want them wasting their time, right? Because that, I think, when you're all working on a group project like this, at least I, I know for Beavers Be Damned, this was a really big thing for me or anytime someone helps me with a podcast or anything, it's always feeling like they're doing me a favor. Like even if we're doing it together, I always feel like someone's, you know, anyone that's helping is doing me a favor, right? Because, um, because I like to think about other people's time and things like that. And I know, Gray, you're the same way. Um, so it's, it's tough, right? So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't knock yourself up to, you know, beat your, knock yourself up, beat yourself up. I don't, well, I was going to use mixed analogies there. Anyways, don't beat yourself up too much about the idea, uh, that, you know, you're not getting everything out to where it needs to be or that, you know, timelines and things. First of all, timelines with games are incredibly flexible. Um, the fact that you've made it as far as you did in the time you did with nine designers or ish or nine people like routinely popping in and working on it. That is, that's incredible because we all know you can design a game by yourself way faster than you can with more people. Maybe two people could do it just as fast as one or maybe even slightly faster. But beyond that, there's a lot of people with, you know, a lot of people with opinions on it, which is great, but it's not efficient and that's okay. Um, and, you know, you want the game to be exactly what, what you all want it to be. Right. Um, and there's no reason to rush to hit those arbitrary dreadline to hit those arbitrary deadlines or feel like you need to. Um, that said, it's really easy to feel like you need to. <laughs> so <laughs> I've been there. I'm there with some projects where I'm like, I got to get this done right now. And I'm like, but I don't like, let's make it as the best it can be because that matters more than anything else. Um, doesn't have to be perfect, but you want it to be the best that it can be when you put it out there. Um, otherwise, you know, you end up with a game where you keep saying, Oh, I would have, Oh man, I would have done all this stuff differently, you know? Um, and again, when you're, when you're all respecting each other's time, it's worth putting in a little more time uh, to feel like you're all doing it in the best way possible. So I know you know most of those things, but I'm going to say them anyways, because I'm going to assume some of the listeners don't. And it it helps that um, we've been using, we use uh, Discord's voice chat every week for doing, yeah. um, for doing our playtesting. Uh, it's, it's so much easier to get people up to speed on the same ideas, to get people on the same mm -hmm. page um with quick verbal back and forths rather than yeah. um like beavers be damned uh when that group was working on that game a lot of the early stuff was on like just facebook messenger chat oh it was and it was bad it was bad like discord would have been a really lifesaver back then if we'd been using that i wish we had been using that i can't um, even imagine but it was it was tough like you know, the only thing I think worse than using Facebook Messenger chat would have been using email. And then, you know, Tanner replied to this email, but Gray replied to this other one. And did Jason even see that email? Like, what's happening? Um, yeah, so it's the voice chat is good. Every co-designer I work with now, we use Discord to, to, to go back and forth just a little. And then we meet and we talk. Because even with two people, it's really easy to miss stuff. So, yeah. But yeah, we were... 
we were already like a cohesive playtesting group of that's know, a big advantage fellow, fellow designers we already had habits of like working together uh in a virtual environment meeting virtually on projects so you know that helped us roll into this this project a lot more easily um uh, let's see. As far as uh, scheduling stuff out goes, like the the last reason, like we're we're staving off the Kickstarter, um, is uh, it wasn't the project wasn't finalized enough where we could start talking about it in a public forum. We couldn't start drumming mm-hmm. up like the social media stuff it was certainly not done enough that we could hand it to any reviewer or yeah, even, do need like, rules for that. That does or help. even like notable friends, like to hand it to right, you right. and just to get like a full few pull quotes or something. Right. 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 Like, and it certainly wasn't good enough to send off to uh, like a video reviewer or something. Um, oh yeah. So I mean, that that's you need... another reason why, it needs yep. to get kicked down the road a little bit. Yeah. And yep. those those benchmarks, and there's a variety of um, people who have done Kickstarter analysis that, you know, give very good spitballs as to by these sort of dates, you should have these sort of things completed. Um, you know, if you want to line up to a Kickstarter launch date. Um, mm-hmm. So those things are going on the calendar as well. So can I ask when you're thinking about it, how far down the road are you, are you in, if it worked out the way you want it to, how far down the road are you looking before you'd be ready to put this at Kickstarter? If I, if I can ask that. Um, I am, it's this, this is something I haven't brought back to the group yet. Um, but I am s- just starting to spitball. Like as I'm working out this new timeline, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. spitballing launching in August. And again, that's All right. still super up in flux yet. I'm picking August because that'll be a year mark from when we first started the project. That um, makes a lot of sense. So, and that is another, what, seven months from now? That seems mm-hmm. like plenty of time to get everything done. Um, uh, with like enough playtesting time and probably take it to a few protospiels and whatnot to get some blind playtesting done and get all yep. the, let my artists who, <laughs> um, when they initially signed on saying they would do art, uh, it's Tanner and another member, uh, Eli Edwardson, um, they were going to donate their time uh, to it. Um, and I, um, when I was reevaluating uh, this project at the beginning of the month, I was like, I, in my opinion, doing the art in addition to them doing like the, the designer input um, was more work than the rest of us were doing. And so something else that I'm in the learning process of is um, how do I uh, 
in the role of taskmaster, in the role of ostensible <laughs> publisher, um, how do I write up an art contract? Um, right, right. So I'm diving into that for the very first time. Um, I haven't had to look at a contract on either side of, you know, giving a contract or I haven't gotten quite to the point in like my game designs where I've been offered a contract for a game design, for example. So like, you know, how do I write up a contract? What's fair? Um, that being said, uh, as tiny a project as this is, I'm still not going to be giving them a professional wage. Uh, I'm still relying on the friendship. This is our fun, fun group project. Right. right. Uh, goodwill. Um, but, um, yeah, that's another thing that I am trying to learn along the way. Yeah. And there's, there is, there's a lot to learn with all of that. I mean, it's, yeah. So speaking of learning, that is why this was, uh, to go on a Kickstarter project and not just oh we have fun making it and we put it out on game crafter for ourselves right right uh, the idea is is for me to run a kickstarter and to have a gaggle of co-designers kind of help promote it and help mm -hmm. uh um do kind of the the monitoring of that kickstarter while it's going um, but also kind of learn that side of, of doing things. And that is another mm -hmm. whole bag of stuff to learn. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a huge undertaking. So, um, oh, absolutely. Well, I have, I have an idea here cause we are running short on time. Okay. Um, so I have an idea here. Uh, you've got until August. I would love to have you two back on in a couple months to see how things are going and, uh, you know, uh, touch base again. And then, uh, and then maybe touch base again when it's ready to go live and, you know, kind of like let the, uh, let the builders kind of hear the, the journey that you're going on. And, uh, yeah, I think that'd be, I think that'd be fun if, if you two would be up for it. Why not? <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I definitely plan on uh, doing another takeover of your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I assumed knowing the Kickstarter was that far out, we would just do that. But I would love in the meantime to check in and see, you know, when maybe I don't know what's it, January, February, March, like April ish. Check in and just see how you're doing with the with moving forward and everything, you know. And uh, I would love to before then play it on TTS just because I'm I'm really interested in the game. Um, I like the stuff you do and you're working with other talented designers. So I would love to check it out. Sure. And, um, it, I'm definitely interested in hearing, uh, your other podcasts in the meantime, like as I'm doing a bunch of like learning and growing and, um, you know, like Tanner said earlier, um, you know, he was, this group project is a chance for him to like learn stuff too. I think we're all like kind of learning a few new techniques from each other. During oh yeah. The project. Um, uh, I brought up uh, Jamie's uh, appearance on uh, last week's podcast. 
Mm -hmm. um, and that they were starting a Kickstarter for their game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And they were a mentee in that uh, mentor-mentee program. Mm -hmm. Yes, Um, yes. So they're actually going to be unwittingly my mentor as like, I hope to hear more of what they're doing, uh, trying to launch their Kickstarter campaign for their project. And Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, so I'm very excited to see how things are working out for Jamie and what I can learn from them. Yeah. I, you know, I would, Jamie is somebody that would be great to reach out to. They really have the stuff figured out on there. Um, you know, talking to someone who this was their first Kickstarter they're working on and then listening to Jamie go through all of this stuff and, oh, I've got all these, these lists and things and all these different stuff. And I'm like, wow, like you did way more research than I ever did before I did my first Kickstarter that I should have done. Um, but that's, it's really impressive. So, um, you could always hit them up in discord. They are in discord now. So, um, absolutely. I only got caught up with that episode, uh, just today. So, oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. And next week we'll have another special, uh, special guest on who is the, the next, uh, mentee, right. who's somebody else I'm very excited about. So it's going to be good. And Tanner, uh, mm-hmm. were you, did you apply to be part of that? I did. Um, actually, yeah, I was actually a mentee in the the, the session that just wrapped recently. Oh, um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was my first time being in the program and it was excellent. Um, yeah, no, I, I had a really good relationship with my, my mentor and, um, I mean, even just checking in with them every couple of weeks and just kind of, it, it, it turned into sort of a, um, you know, the, the solution to the problem that I was looking for came relatively quickly. Um, and it yeah, was, I've heard that from others too. Uh-huh. And it was, it was, um, it was funny. Cause you know, it's like, okay, well this three month program, I solved the the issue that I had in two weeks and we still have, you know, like two and a half months. Right. So, but, you know, just to have that relationship, um, continue and just to continue to show the evolution of the project that we were working on and get their feedback in, you know, also just to have someone, you know, moving forward as a networking or just to have as a networking opportunity yes. is, is fantastic. Yes. Um, but yeah, this, this session upcoming, I signed up to be a mentee again, but I also signed up to be a mentor. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been doing this long enough now where I feel that I would be really helpful to somebody who's just getting started. um, That's awesome. In their tabletop design journey. Um, Because I know just the prospect of getting going can be really intimidating for a lot of people. Um, Really intimidating for a lot of people, yes. mm -hmm. And um, I actually... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Just, uh, the only thing I was going to say is the, um, just kind of bringing my, my art art background into it as well. Cause I know that's something a lot of designers don't have access to is, you know, graphic design yes, feedback and sure. things like that. So, um, that's something I was pretty passionate about this time around. And I really hope, um, I get, you know, I get a good group of people. Um, that's assuming they, they're, you know, silly enough to allow me to be a mentor in the first place. So. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure they will. As they said, as long as you know, some things that you wish you'd known when you started, I, uh, I actually signed up, I, you know, I was going to do just the kind of the relationships through the podcast. Uh, but after talking with Mike and Grace, I actually signed up for, to be a mentor as well this time. So, awesome. uh, and I absolutely reserve the right to sign up to be a mentee at some point too. Um, the only reason I win it is only because like, when I think about the different things that I need that I might have questions or need to learn, I've 
grown a big enough network that I usually know who I, who could help me do that. Um, and that I don't have to take up a space in the program. Um, but if I did it, Oh, I'd be there for sure. <laughs> like if I could think of a problem that I've got in game design that I need help with, and I don't, I don't know another designer or a publisher that can help me with it. I will be on board with signing up to be a mentee almost immediately. Um, I just, I fear, you know, taking up a space, um, when I have the network, um, which is probably silly. Mike and Grace would probably tell me that's stupid not to do that, not to worry about that. But <laughs> um, anyways, no, I think uh, just to, to speak to that super quick. Yeah, I, I think the the mentee mentor relationship, it sounds very one sided as far as like the knowledge going from one person to the next. But, you know, I'd like to think that a lot of these mentorships that were happening, at least from the discord chats that I was seeing in the different people that I had met just from because they have a discord channel just to meet the other mentors. And yeah, movies. yep. Um, which is fantastic. Um, just meeting them and communicating with them about how they were doing. It seems like it's very much, you know, uh, um, it goes both ways. You know, people are, you know, feeding off of each other, giving each other good energy and good feedback on anything. So um, mm -hmm. the prompt of what do you need help with is more so just to get the conversation started more than anything else. Yeah, no. And I, I fully expect that if I'm a mentor for someone that I will learn things from them. I, I just assume that. I hope that because uh, I always love learning new things. I mean, we all have such different perspectives on everything that, um, you know, and like they said, too, you'd be surprised at some of the people who sign up to be mentees. You know, these are people with several games sometimes published who just need help with some stuff. And they so they're reaching out. And I think that's amazing. Um that uh that that's the case you know so and and they would be very excited to hear that you have become part of the factory of being a mentee and now being a mentor so it would be very jazzed about that i know that that's really what they're hoping to create is this cycle where mm -hmm. people can you know be a mentee be a mentor or be a mentee and a mentor at the same time that's that's really cool yeah, big thumbs up to that program. I uh, recommend yes. it to anybody, even people who have a remote interest in in trying tabletop design. If you're just looking to get started somewhere, it's a fantastic place to go. Yeah, for sure. Well, I thank you two for being on the show. Uh, we are about out of time here. Like I said, I definitely want to get you on the schedule to have you back um, so that we can chat some more about where you're where you're moving along with everything, and then uh, and then chat with you when it's everything's launched. Um, so, but in the meantime, uh, everyone, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can go to buildingthegamepodcast.com. You can email us, buildinggamepodcast at gmail.com. You could call us at 770-TELL-BTG. Uh, you can find us on the Twitter at podcastbtg. I am at J.E. Slingerland. Uh, Tanner and Gray, what are yours? I follow you, Gray, but I don't know what it is off the top of my head. <laughs> okay. On um, pretty much Every platform I have staked out at Gray Dietrich, G R A Y. Lucky, lucky dude. <laughs> D E T R I C K, uh, and that includes the uh, the now defunct Parlor, uh, just so that no one else could have that name. Nice. I posted nice. or read nothing to that service. <laughs> if it's even still up, I was just like, no, I don't want. You don't I, want another I don't crazy anyone on there to accidentally type my name. As their user ID, right? Yeah, your name is is uh, is unique enough that yes, somebody would just be like, "Oh, that was actually him. That was not someone else." So, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> so Tanner, where are you at? Um, uh, to be frank, I I am a little scatter 
uh, brained as far as where I'm at on the internet. Um, but I, I, if you want to reach out to me, if you have um, interest in anything that's going on with me, uh, uh, design-wise or artistically, um, I do post on Twitter occasionally. I usually just retweet a lot of stuff. Um, really, usually, you know, dumb video game art that I really like. But um, you know, if you go on Twitter, you can find me at uh, four string fs. It's the word for f o u r string s t r i n g and then just fs and that that'll bring me in my uh silly little corner of the internet so awesome well thank you to again for being here uh again another plug for uh our discord uh also if you're in the michigan area and you're looking to check out grubs uh check out uh how how do they find grubs what is the easiest way to find grubs i'm in the discord and i know you so that's what i usually do when i need to find out things from grubs so um our facebook group which i don't think any member has actually touched for a while is um what is the actual url of that i think it's just <laughs> facebook.com slash group slash grubs i think cool. it's i cool. think it's just grubs uh, uh always just message gray or tanner as well <laughs> society yeah message us mm-hmm. um jonathan chaffer uh member of our group also set yes. up a kind of placeholder web page uh grubs dot link um is a basic footprint but reaching out cool. to us or those spots We'll get you going. Very cool. Awesome. Well, everyone, until next time, we say a good night. Good night. Good night. Building the game with Jason and friends. With Jason and friends. Building the game. Building the game with Jason and friends. With Jason and friends. Dial 770 Hotel BTG. Please don't use the email.